Welcome to the Phoenix IGL podcast with your host, Phoenix Mac. On this podcast, Phoenix will discuss all things video game. That includes gaming culture, interviews, and game reviews. And now, here's your host, Phoenix Mac. Welcome back to Phoenix IGL. I am your host, Phoenix Mac. Join me as we discuss a action side-scrolling game, Dragon's Crown. Joining me today is my dad, DeAndre Mac. Hey, Phoenix, and welcome back to Phoenix IGL. Well, this one is kind of an oldie but goodie. Um, it's been a while since either of us has played Dragon Crown, so we're kind of going a little bit from memory on this one. Uh, I guess a little bit of background from what I can remember. Dragon's Crown itself is a side-scrolling RPG. Um, now that's in the tradition of a lot of old-school games. Um, way back in the NES, SNES days, even the Atari days. Um, as I said, I started way back when on the Atari 2600. Games were side-scrolling, uh, meaning that your character literally walked across the screen and the background changed around them as they walked across. And I mean, if it was really fancy, you may go upstairs or there was a door that you could go to in the wall and it would cut to another area. But ultimately, you know, it is a side-scrolling game. Um, I guess some more famous ones are like Castlevania. I mean, that one moved up and down, but ultimately you were still walking across the screen. So thus the title side-scrolling. Um, Dragon's Crown itself is a rated T game. Um, a big part of that is it's a little controversial. Um, primarily from its design choices. Uh, people are very exaggerated and kind of, I guess, idealized. So while the game itself is kind of very cartoony stylized, you know, you've got exaggerated proportions on people, you know, men have chests that look like they couldn't walk through a door, you know, arms the size of a car. Women are very feminine. <laughs> so, you know, some things about the game that you want to be aware of because, you know, for people who may be offended by things like that, it is something you need to know about the game is that, you know, it can be a little bit controversial to your sensibilities. Now, that being said, where did you first hear about Dragon's Crown? Weren't you the one that bought it? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I bought it and you started playing it. Yeah. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah, I, I bought that for myself. And you watched it and got into it. And like many of my games, kind of took over. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess of the uh, characters in Dragon's Crown, um, which one did you start off with? I started with, like, the Amazon person, like the, uh, yeah. Yeah, now, for those you don't know, there are six different classes? Yeah, six. In um, Dragon's Crown. I don't remember all of them, but there's an Amazon, which is a warrior with an axe. Um, the sorceress, classic spellcaster. Um, there's a wizard, old man, traditional wizard. 
another spellcaster. Isn't there an elf or yeah, something? Yeah, there's an elf. Yeah, there's an elf, ranged bow user. Uh, the dwarf, I think, uses an axe. And then there's the knight. Yeah, and then there's a knight, your classic tank. Full armor, big sword, the whole nine yards. Um, now, you said you started off with the Amazon, which was the uh, melee character. Now, each of the characters does play differently, as I recall. I mean, the Amazon was fairly high damage, but because she didn't wear armor, she was kind of squishy at the same time. Is that right? Yeah, but I didn't really play as that character much because, like, around level 30, I switched to the elf, and then I played the elf more. That's right. The elf was female in this game? Yeah. That's right. I remember the elf now. Um, did you like the, the range DPS style? Was that kind of what attracted it to you? Or? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You know, I totally forgot about that. Like I said, this one, I'm, I'm having to reach back in the memory banks and <laughs> kind of pull some things together. Now, um, as for the game itself, it is a story-driven game because, you know, ultimately with any of those old games you're the hero and there's a bad guy in this case who was the bad guy you were going after i think it was like a dragon like an elder dragon okay so we've got a classic dungeons and dragons type scenario you're out there fighting the dragon trying to take over the world and protect all the people <laughs> yeah um let's see thinking here now your character well, you really didn't play alone. Um, you had a sidekick character who really didn't play a big part in the game, but you could also hire minions, as I recall. Yeah, like you could hire like other allies. Okay, and is that something you did with uh, money, or Maybe. did you find them? I, I can't remember. Yeah, you found them, and then you used money. Because they were like skeletons at first, and if you like go to like a church, you could like resurrect them. That's right. You found these bodies of these old warriors who had died, and then you could go pay to get them resurrected, and then they would become your helper throughout the dungeons. Now, I guess for this game, that was kind of the goal sink, because those guys, once they died, you had to basically get a new minion, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. It's coming back to me a little bit. Now, unlike a lot of our games, and I often talk about the soundtrack and the music, this game didn't particularly have a great soundtrack, but that wasn't really the focus of the game. Um, in the style of Diablo, it's just more of a, I've got a few minutes, I want to do some hack and slash fun type game, wouldn't you say? Yeah. All right. Now, the characters themselves well, kind of templates, you did have a choice in your path of your skills. Um, there was like some type of upgrade system or something? Yeah, like you could visit this, this person and you had like these cards and you would pick up, you had like points and you'd like spin them on cards to like get, get different stuff. Okay, and these were like permanent skills to your character? Yeah, they were permanent. Okay, and I don't recall, were there equipment upgrades or was it just purely skill upgrades? No, you got equipment as well. Because hmm. at the end of dungeons, you know those treasure chests, right? Yeah, because you completed, and if you got a certain score, you got a treasure chest. Yeah, and then once you go back, you could, like, buy gear from what you found. Gotcha. See, I'm glad you remember this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, 
the the game itself requires multiple playthroughs so it's I guess kind of a pre-runner to the near game we talked about last week yeah. where you have to play so many times to actually see the ending I think in this you said you have to actually play through the game three times on each character if you want to see the final ending for that character yeah like when when I uh, did the wizard playthrough and I beat it once it showed me like a character ending but it's like the same character ending but then there's like a character ending and the main story ending so to get the main story ending you have to beat the game three times okay were you ever able to successfully do that yeah i only did it once but it was like a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) so i don't remember what happened would you say it was worth it to see the ending yeah because like i kept on grinding trying to get to level 99 and i was like you know what i'm just gonna beat the game Okay. <laughs> That's funny. So this game does have a level cap of 99 levels. Actually, I've seen 200, or I think 399. Because some, really? some of the allies are like level 299, but I can't buy them because they're so expensive. So it is actually as much time as you want to put into it is going to just give you that game if you're enjoying that type of replayability. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see. Now... As far as cons to the game, um, I know there was it the the stone system. Yeah, what, what, what was that? That was like basically like you buy these like stones, which are pretty expensive. So once you buy them, there's like these emblems or something. There's, there's like this writing, and basically when you click on it, there be these stones, and you have to click on a certain combination to get above but to do it you have to like randomly press stones until like, something happens okay so there, there's no hint as to what these stones do i guess they're rune stones it yeah. sounds like you just have to play with them until you luck up on the combination yeah and eventually i did get all of them but like i honestly don't remember any of them okay and i guess that's a big part of what you were saying there's just a lot of trial and error does that extend into the classes? I mean, like, let's say, for instance, you pick a skill, and then you discover, eh, I probably shouldn't pick this. Yeah, because then you have to get a potion reset your points to put it back where you wanted it. Okay, so you can reset it, but once again, it's going to cost you some money to yeah. be able to do so. Now, um... I guess as far as the gameplay, or even let's talk briefly about the stylized look of the characters. And I mentioned this at the beginning, but it's a little different because these characters, I guess on the one hand, this game came out on PlayStation 3 originally. Yeah. Um, It's been ported to PlayStation 4. So we're not talking about, you know, 32-bit graphics. These are really nice cartoon graphics. Um, But at the same time, I think... Have you played any other side-scrollers? No, I think it's just that one. Okay, what did you think about that experience of, you know, the characters doing the side-scroll versus, I guess, what we're more used to in a traditional open 3D world? Yeah, I really liked it because it was something different. And it was also, like... More like engaging. Like, okay. Basically. Yeah, and I guess 
an advantage to that is that it does put you on a path. I mean, there's no wandering and um, yeah, it's around here on this map that's, you know, the size of planet Earth. Yeah. You know, you have distinct goals and it tells you where to go to get those things done. So I can see that, um, especially if we are talking about, you know, like we said, a quick playthrough. I got 10 minutes, I want to jump in and do something, make some progress. Yeah. Uh, you can do that because you don't get lost and spend 10 minutes mad because you're walking in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> now, I guess as far as the game, is this a game you would recommend to other people? And I know we're having to go back and kind of remember this. But, you know, in today's setting, is it something you would recommend people try? Or what do you think about it? Yeah, I would say, like, try it. Because it is, like, a good game. Okay. Let's see, and I didn't even think about it. Um, it has been out for quite a while. I wonder how much Dragon Crown actually is now. I would guess it's probably a fairly inexpensive game as well. Yeah, for the PlayStation port, the last time I saw it, it was like, what was it, $24 or $25? Okay, and that, that's not bad at all, actually. Um, games being under $30 these days. I'm just looking in here, just a quick net search, and it looks like even now, Dragon Crown on GameStop and Amazon still sitting at like a 4.3, 4.4 out of 5 stars. So yeah, this game looks like it's actually held up pretty well for an older game. Yeah. So that's exciting to see. Well, that's really all I can think of. Any other things in Dragon Crown that you can think of that might be worth letting people know? Uh, maybe we could talk about, like, the vo voices and the dialogue, because there's, uh, there's English and then there's Japanese. That's right. And you can switch back and forth, can't you? Yeah. Okay. That's actually a good feature. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgotten about that. So for those of you who like the original Japanese dialogue, you do have the option of switching to all Japanese. Probably won't know what they're saying. You might, <laughs> but it, it does add a different feel to the game. It's like watching a subtitle anime. You know, you want to hear those original voices because that's how it was written. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anything else? Mm, I think that's about it, really. All right. Well, that is Dragon Crown, an old PS3 converted to PS4. And take us out. Join me next time as we talk about the future of gaming and what we think is going to like happen. Thanks for listening and so long until next time. This is Phoenix Mac IGL.